It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Praise the Lord. Um, I want to thank the Lord for this serving opportunity which He has given me to serve his district, your children. Dear Lord, Jesus Christ loves us. As you heard me say many times, he died so that we can be free and that we can stay free because of Jesus Christ coming into this world, dying for you and I and rising again and right now on the right hand side of our heavenly Father. Dear Lord, because he lives, you and I live also. And I just want to thank God for every opportunity he gives me in exalting and glorifying his holy name. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, first of all, for giving us the opportunity to rise again. Because many, Father, who was here yesterday, they are not here today, Father. And Father, we just thank you for your mercy and your grace for keeping us. Father, I even thank you for those who you have told to come out on today's hill, Holy Ghost fire deliverance meeting, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against every obstacle and find that obstacle in the name of Jesus. For Satan do not desire one to come out and receive their blessing, Lord Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to give us all a more understanding of who we are in you and who you are in us, Father. Father, we thank you for every opportunity to give up in building our faith merely and in your word only. For Father, it's not by what we see, it's not by what we feel that we know that you love and care for us, it's we know who you are, Father, by faith. We don't have to see you, Father, we don't have to feel you, we know that you are alive right now, in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you, Father, and I ask you to bless all of those who came out today, Father, to look in their hearts, Father, and grant them and give them their heart's desire. For, Father, you know every need, Father, and I ask you to, for, to supply their need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Father, now I ask you to anoint your humble servant, Father, to give me the power and the strength to do your will today, Father, Father, even those who now is viewing the services over the internet, Father, that was not able to come out to the Holy Ghost Friday deliverance meeting, Father. Father, I ask you to touch them right where they are, Father, because there are no distance in the spirit realm, Father. Even though right now I'm, my eyes only see what's in this room, but in the spirit, Father, there are thousands upon thousands of people that you have tuned into this, this service, Father. Father, I ask you to touch them, to heal them, Father, to deliver them, Father, to save them, Father, by your fire. Let Holy Ghost fire consume where they are, Father. Consume their mind, their will, their emotions, and their body, Father. Just let your spirit, Father, continue to linger in their room right now, right where they are, Father. Father, I thank you, Father, for allowing their spirit to saturate their being, Father, driving out all manner, even darkness, Father. Everything that's in them that don't walk 
move, talk, or sound like them, Father. I thank you by your firepower, the Holy Spirit, and driving them completely out in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Glory to your holy name. Amen. Thank you. 
And Satan always send a beautiful lady your way, looking just how you like it, how you prefer your wife to look. Well, Joe, it's up to you to yield to that temptation. You can't say, well, if it weren't for this woman dressed like that, I wouldn't be tempted. No. According to the word of God, you're drawn away because of what's in you. Lust is in you. So you make a decision in that you would not go that way because not only would not only the reason why you're not going that way is because you don't want to sin against your wife or your husband. Most importantly, you don't want to sin against God. If you're not faithful to God, you are not going to be faithful to your spouse or nobody. We must be faithful to God. Again, God loves us unconditionally. He said when we make a mistake and sin, all we have to do is admit. If we can just admit to our wrongdoing, that's where the problem is. We won't admit to our wrongdoing. We always place the blame on someone else. That's pride. And Jesus has nothing to do with someone with a proud heart. A proudness will separate you from the love of God. Because actually when you're proud, you're your own God. You're your own God. You, you don't broke all of the commandments. The main one, you have, you have another God before God Almighty, which is yourself. That's why the spirit of pride, pride is terrible. So the first thing we must do is to admit, we, especially when you marry, I don't care what your spouse do to get you upset, you cannot blame that spouse. You got to blame yourself because if you were in the position where you need to be in Christ Jesus, regardless of what Satan does through your spouse, love will come forth up out of you and you will see your spouse through the eyes of Jesus. And therefore, you will not sin against God. But if you sit here and say, if it weren't for my spouse doing X, Y, Z, then I wouldn't be this way. No. You are default. It's not your spouse. So the first step in receiving, in other words, God's approval, is that you must admit to your own wrongdoings. A lot of people today cannot receive healing. They cannot receive salvation. They cannot receive deliverance. All because they won't admit to their own wrongdoing. Because the Lord told us when we admit to our own wrongdoing, he will have mercy upon us. If we don't admit, he's not going to have mercy. Because again, you yourself is your God. You yourself is your idol. Because you have placed yourself above God because of that pride. Pride say, it ain't my fault. It's your fault. That's what pride, pride is saying. Again, the Lord Jesus, it's not his desire that we suffer on this earth and even in the world to come, especially right here on this earth. It's not God's desire. Everything that's bad that happened to people is not Jesus' doing, as some people claim, that it's God's doing to teach them a lesson or to build their trust and faith. Would you do your children like that to, so that your children can trust you more when you do bad things to them? 
No, you were not. Well, how much more your Heavenly Father than you? He, he doesn't call bad things to happen to us to teach us a lesson in trusting and, and believing Him. No. Those things happen to us because of our own wrongdoing. Again, because we don't, we won't admit to our wrongdoing. Now, the Lord is going this direction because it's not the direction that I was going to go. <laughs> so apparently, God wants you to admit to your own wrongdoing, not to keep telling him, it's this wife or this husband that you gave me. Now, I'm going to be quite honest with you. Some of us, we can't even say those words because the words are not true. Because probably nine out of ten, every nine out of ten marriages, God wasn't the one who have chosen that person for you. You chosen that person yourself. So does that mean you leave them? No. As the old saying goes, you made your bed, now you got to lie in it. No. God is such a good God that he'll turn that thing around if you trust him. But say to me for harm, God will make it good. So no, the those of you who listen over the internet, you don't leave your spot. Because I've gotten many, many delivery questions where the individual realized that God was the one who connected them to their spouse and they thought it was okay if they was to leave them. I said, no, no, no. You must trust God that God first changed you and changed your spouse. And what the devil meant for harm, God would turn it to good. So dear heart, the message today is entitled, God, he does discipline his children. You know what the word of God says when you fail to discipline your children? When you fail to dis discipline your children, they will make you ashamed. They will, as a parent, your child will make, make you ashamed because of what they do. But God does discipline his children. He, and, and when you truly love your child, you will discipline them. Loving your child is not allowing your child to have his or her way. Allowing them to do whatever they feel like they want to do. Here's a little child. Can't even count. Can't even add. Even, even when they're teenagers, they don't know how to go in and out. They're not even taking care of themselves. <laughs> so they got to be disciplined. Love disciplines. When you don't love your child, you, you will fail to discipline them. I remember when we had our children, as when they was little and coming up, I disciplined them. Roger be at work, I disciplined them. And I heard this voice say once, and at that time I was not serving God. And I heard this voice say, wouldn't it be more easy if you just go ahead and just let them have their way? And when this voice said that, it's like another voice kicked in and said, no, Terry. It's difficult now in discipline them because they think you're the worst mom on earth. But in the latter run, they will appreciate it and you will appreciate it too. Because you will prevent a lot of hardship from coming upon you through your children. 
And I thought about what the first, first voice said. I thought about the second voice. And I said, you know what? I'm going with this second voice. So me and my husband were scrutinized because we disciplined our children. We did not allow them to do whatever they felt like they wanted to do or treat them like other parents treated them. You know, we, we kept them very close. We, we, we had a watchful eye. Now, once they get grown, they make their own decision to go which way they want to go. But when they are under you, that is different. So look, because of love, we discipline our children. If we did not love them, we wouldn't have disciplined them. Now, the same thing with our Lord and Savior. Our Father God, he disciplined us because he loves us. He loves us. So, um, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and I'm going to read from verse 4, and I'm reading the complete Jewish Bible. It says, You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in the contest against sin. Now, the reason why, dear Lord, it's very important to always bring forth the word of God is that that's the only way that you're going to receive faith in God and faith in what God wants to do in your life. You just can't come into healing and salvation and deliverance without first hearing the word of God. Because the word of God prepares your heart, opens your heart to believe and to receive what God is going to do. So the word of God is always important. Never get tired of hearing God's word. Never go to a service and say, well, I wish they would hush up and just get to the deliverance. No, you ain't going to get delivered because you ain't going to have faith to be delivered. Because hearing the word of God is on the way, you're going to receive faith. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. So the first thing, when you come to a servant, there should be worship. That usher in the presence of God, then the teaching of God's word to build faith in people's heart. See, if you search the scripture, it tells us that many people heard about Jesus. They heard. They heard. And by them hearing that build their faith in what Jesus would do in their life if they would receive and believe. So the hearing of the word is very important. And I'm telling you this, because you don't want to be like those who run from pillar to post, as they say, all because it's a deliverance ministry, or it's a prophetic ministry, or it's an apostle. Uh, what is it? Apostolic of ministry. You don't do that. You're going to end up being a spiritual retard. That's what's going to happen because you're going to be off balance. But you go and hear the word of God. So, because by hearing the word of God, you've been fed. And, it, and it, the word of God keeps in your heart. And it builds your faith. And you're ready. Your heart is ready to receive what God wants to do in your life. So the teaching of the word of God is, is important. So again, the, the Holy Spirit is telling us through his servant that we have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in, in, in our contest against sin. You know, sometimes you go through a <coughs> seem like you're going through a trial or a test and you just feel like you're just not gonna make it. You're gonna fall out and just, just give up. <laughs> well, the Lord here is telling us that. We, we have not gone through nothing compared to Jesus Christ. He went through so much that the scripture tells us it was like he 
had drops of blood coming down his face where he sweated because of what he had to go through, not for himself, but he went through that for you and I. And that's love. And, and so whatever we're going through, don't think it's so bad that I'm just going to give up. I, I can't make it. No, uh-uh. Think about what Jesus has already done. He done gone through that for you. So the scripture tells us that we have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in the contest against sin. Five, also you have forgotten the counsel which speaks with you as sons. See, that is a great privilege is that God called us his son. Not a friend, but a son. <laughs> you know, you have friends, but if you have if you got a son, that's different than if you had a male friend. This is your son. This person is part of you. You see, so a friend cannot feel like they have the same privilege as the son when they do not. Same thing with, with God Almighty. See, God is chastising us or disciplining us as he would his son. And that's love. So regardless of what we go through, and regardless how the word of God is spoken, and especially when it reveals the deed of our heart, we should say, thank you, Jesus, for your love. Because it's love. Because I'm your dear son. You see, don't, don't, don't look at, don't allow the enemy to call you get angry. And the enemy is so sneaky, he'll call you get angry at the vessel who God is using to speak his word. Oh, that advanced king, she's a woman anyway. God don't use women. You see, that's the devil trying to prevent you from receiving your blessing. You see, <laughs> Lord forgive us. Um, verse 5 continues to say, because the scriptures said, also you have forgotten the counsel which speaks with you as son. And it says, my son, don't despise the discipline of the Lord or become despondent when he corrects you. For every night disciplines those he loves and whips. <laughs> and I don't believe in whipping my child. But Ananite do, he believe in whipping his child and whips everyone he accepts as a son. See, we just want to be just more than God's friend. Because again, I want you to think about this thing in the natural. Again, the natural I gave you, when you have a male friend, when you have a son, when there are things that you're going to do for and tell that son, that friend is not going to receive the same. Because it's a friend, it's not a son. So, so the Lord is looking for sons, not so much as friends, but, but a son. So therefore, in order for you to become a son, God must discipline us. He must chastise us. Because there are times that we do do and, and say things that we shouldn't do and we shouldn't say. And a lot of times we don't know we shouldn't be doing it. Because God always looks in the heart. Now I can stand here and, and talk to you and, and, and act a certain way and, and it looks good to you. 
But God is not observing me from the outside as you do. He observes me from the inside, the heart. And it's only the Holy Spirit who can discern and reveal the intents of the heart, intent of the heart, on the Holy Spirit. There's many times when I was young and I was sitting in service and the Holy Spirit be whipping me. He was whipping me. You get a whooping, it's a whooping. Why? Because he revealing what's in my heart. And, it's, and that whipping don't feel good. Even in the natural, a whip, when your parent whip you, it doesn't feel good. Well, when the Holy Spirit whip you, it's not going to feel good. You see? Why? Because God is, is preparing you and making you into a son, his son. You see? So, so the Lord said that for us not to despise his discipline, and again, God speaks through his servant, through his anointed chosen servant is who God used to speak, regardless of who that vessel is. Sometimes God will speak to you through a child. See, it's important that we know his voice. Don't come familiar with the vessel, because he'll change the vessel. He even will speak to you through an animal. <laughs> the scripture shows us that. So, but when we know our father's voice, regardless of, of the vessel he used to speak, we know his voice, which is his word. Then we will receive his word. We receive his voice. So the Lord tells us not to despise his discipline. Don't become despondent when he corrects us. Let me don't be rejected and don't be. Having that snobbish look, who are you to tell me what to do? What, what do you do? Mm. No, you, you don't do that. You, you're going to miss out on God's blessing that way. And you're going to miss being a son because it, the earth is waiting for the manifestation of not of God's friends, but of God's sons. The manifestation of the sons of God. That's the reason why you don't see many miracles and and healings and deliverances and the masses like you see is because people are rejecting the discipline of God in order to um, make them a son. You see, people want you to speak things that make them feel proud. This flesh, flesh like to feel proud. Flesh like to feel good, you know, so, so that's what flesh wants you to speak, things that make it feel puffed up and good like I know, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, I've been told many times through men, when they get angry with something that I would say, they would say, well, I'm in a, I've been in deliverance ministry for such and such year. I know about deliverance. See, see that's the wrong spirit. <laughs> that's pride. And they're not going to receive anything from the Lord and, because they are rejecting the God's discipline. So therefore, they'll never become a son. They'll never become a son. Seven say, regard your endurance as discipline. You know, so in other words, when we go, go through trials, tribulations, and trouble, which shall be many, the Lord told us here to regard it as, as discipline. And it is this, this discipline. Because God is, again, teaching and training us to be like him. Now just don't think that we can just automatically be like God. Mm -mm. No. 
as we endure and overcome hard times, no, I said hard times, troubles and special persecutions, people calling you every name in the book but a child of God. Like for me, they call me a witch all the time. Banished king, nothing but a witch. I even had one wife of himself with a false prophet. Oh, I said, oh, he think I'm a prophet. I thank you for the promotion. <laughs> so, so we, we, we're going to have persecutions. Of course, it don't feel good people calling you names, but we should rejoice because of the reason why they're calling you names is because you, you are doing things to please God. You know in your heart you're not doing things to please yourself. You can be accused all day long, but God looks, looks in the heart. So persecutions, trials, problems, Lord said, regard it as discipline. He's not going to stop it. He's not going to take it away. He said it's his discipline. It's, in other words, it's his whipping, Holy Spirit whipping us so that we can become just like Jesus. See, long time ago, the Lord revealed to me when I first went through hard trials and trouble and tribulation. I actually really thought that I shouldn't be going through that. I really did, because nobody never told me I had to. I thought when I came to Christ, everything was just smooth. I wouldn't have no problems and no persecution. Everybody was going to like me. And I thought I was about that, and I thought that's how it was supposed to be, but it ended up being the opposite. And I was so hurt. Oh, I just went to the Lord just crying and hurting her. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Terry, it is impossible. Offenses must come. He told me that. Now, I haven't seen it in the scripture at that time when he spoke it. He said, it's impossible. Offenses must come. I said, they do. He said, yeah. He said, offenses, persecutions must come. He said, how else are you going to end up becoming to look just like me? I said, Really? And then I changed my prayer point. My Lord, help me to accept the way you make me to look like you. <laughs> and when I look, I begin to, to pray that. Because it was tough. It was tough. But when, I, when it first started, it was tough. You know, it really was. But now I think the Lord, uh, because the Lord found something to tell you, you have to become immune, M-I-M-U-N-E, to persecutions, to trouble. You have to be immune. And when he said that, I think about a year or so later, um, this man of God came out with, with a book. What's the name of that book? About? Yeah. Came out with that book. And then I said, oh, Lord, this is what you're talking about. Let me read and see what you were saying. And then I got a full, full understanding of it. So that's why today, dear, you can call me. Let me look at this camera. You can call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> the Lord has made me immune to it. You know, when you're immune to something, it kind of rolls off of you. It, it, it don't get in my heart and affect me like it used to do. Get me all discouraged and hopeless. Mm -mm, it don't happen. I just look at you and smile. I look at you and smile. And I listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit as to what he want me to do next. And if he say, cast that devil out of you, then I cast that devil out of you. But if not, I leave you alone. That's the way it's supposed to be, dear Lord. You see? So I, I thank God. And that, this is all God's discipline. It's the discipline of the Lord. So God is dealing with us as, as sons. For what son goes undisciplined by his father. 
all legitimate sons undergo discipline. So if you don't, the scriptures say, you're an illegitimate son. So, so if, if, if we don't get, receive the discipline of the Lord, dear it's just like we are illegitimate. An illegitimate child who, who don't have, who, who mother wasn't married to their father. But praise the Lord. We, we are legitimate children. But that's if we receive his discipline. His, his discipline is not when he say nice things about you. That, that's not his discipline. No, his discipline is you're doing things you ain't got no business. He revealed to his servant. His servant bring it to your attention. That's his discipline. Okay, that's the discipline of God. Now, furthermore, we have physical fathers who discipline us and we respect them. How much more should we submit to our spiritual father and live? For they discipline us only for a short time and only as best they could. That's the, that's the physical father. But he disciplined us, our heavenly father, in a way that provides genuine benefit to us and, and enable us to share in his holiness. The Lord, the Lord wants us to be holy as he is holy. And again, the only way we're going to be holy as he is holy, he must discipline us. Satan rejected the discipline of the Lord. He continued to do so, and he will work in those who allow uh, them to, uh, allow him to enter into them. Now, a perfect example, on last a month's Hill Deliverance Service, there was a couple that came for deliverance. And the only one in this room was here was Doris. And this one lady showed up for deliverance, and God particularly had me to minister to her. Don't stop. Minister to her. And that deliverance took about an hour and 15 minutes, which some of the spirits came out, but the main spirit didn't. So the, I knew that that couple came for deliverance. And I also knew as I was ministering to her, they was getting ill, angry, because I was giving her all this time and attention. Dear heart, you must realize in a service, the servant of God do not do things the way that you think they should do it. They do things according to the leading of the Holy One, the Holy Spirit. You always keep that in mind. A service don't go the way that you want them to go. It's the way the Holy Spirit wants it to go. And I have learned to do it his way because this is a spiritual battle against demon spirits. If I don't do it his way, you know what will happen to me? Those demons in that girl will have jumped on me and harm me. So I don't do things the way that you think I should do. It's the way the Holy Spirit wants to be done. So the Holy Spirit let me know this couple was getting very angry because they, they want to be ministered to. So... At the end, since it was late, we only got this room for two hours, the Lord said, finish her delivery at her home. That's the reason why I want you to go to her home. So long story short, that's what I told her. And we did go to her home. She did get totally free. Her husband left. But the point I'm making here is this couple rejected the discipline of the Lord. Now, I told them uh, that I have to come to their house. So that meant for them to call me. See, they never called. So I said, well, maybe they're going to show up today. 
they did not. The Lord said they did not show up because they were angry. See, again, they rejected God's discipline. And they are not set free. So we got to realize that God disciplined us so that we can share in his holiness. A lot of times we wonder why we're going through what we're going through and see that we just can't get ahead is because we are rejecting the discipline of the Lord. Again, God's discipline brings his holiness. The Lord said, be holy as he is holy. Without holiness, no man shall see him. Now, you can go to a church, you can be part of a church, you can have a position in the church, but God looks in your heart, and if there's not holiness there, then you will not see God. Without holiness, no man shall see God. And then when they meet a, a God's anointed appointed servant, who speak his word in the Holy Spirit, begin to whip them, discern the intents of their heart by his word, they reject that servant, not knowing that they have rejected God and God's holiness, and they would never see God. So dear Lord, don't, don't be as such people, but rejoice in God's discipline, because when he disciplines you, he discipline you as his son because he wants to work his holiness in you. First, that would say, now all discipline, while it is happening, does indeed seem painful and not enjoyable. But for those who have been trained by it, so you will come spiritually mature in being trained by discipline. He said, it later produces its peaceful few which is righteousness, right standing with God. So, verse 12, he says, Strengthen your drooping arms, and steady your tottering knees, and make a level path for your feet, so that what has been, been injured will not get rich out of joint, but rather will be healed. See, we accept God's discipline. It will bring deliverance healing, salvation, it will bring peace. Praise the living God, dear heart. So, as, as uh, David always say, Selah, you think on what God has just said to you. And then ask the Lord, always um yourself to ask the Lord to search my heart. Not search your wife, your husband, your children, or your boss, or whoever you think is your enemy heart but to search your heart. And then if he see, because he see more than we see, if he see any unclean thing in you, ask him to discipline you and take it out. And say, by the way, Lord, help me to accept the way you discipline me. <laughs> I had to add that little prayer point in there because the discipline of the Lord is painful. Yeah, it's painful. At the moment, it's painful. Like any whipping, like I said, any whipping is painful. But, but afterward, that's where you bring peace and joy. Okay? So praise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.